Hi, welcome to Snack Circle. I'm Jordan. And I'm Marin. Grab yourself a snack and let's hang out. We are just going to jump in to our Survivor recap. Next week is the finale, so if you don't watch Survivor, your life will go it's back almost to normal. Over. <laughs> but we need to appease our Survivor girlies and we need to talk about this so you just finished watching initial thoughts well everything that I could have wanted to happen happened like I'm really thrilled beyond belief like I could have never dreamed that my least fave would go home the week that my fave wins immunity again which like for a woman to win individual immunity twice like that hasn't even happened that many times. So like for my skinny little fave to do it, I was like, this is a queen. Like, no, she's not going to win this show, but like she she's kind of holding her own. Like she's really, she's working, you know? So I loved it. 10 out of 10 for me. Well, nine out of 10, because some parts I was like, what's going on? But what are I your thoughts, so initial thoughts? I know. I literally was terrified for you because I thought that Cassidy was going to go home it looked dim. Um, yeah. And when she won, I literally said out loud, Jordan is going to be so happy. And then um, I was like, it's Carla. If it's not Cassidy, then they're going to get Carla out. And I did have that same thought where I looked at Cassidy and I was like, but she's not going to win. And then I was like, but why can't she? And I was like, yeah, I I kind of think she has a little bit of a chance because I do think she was liked by the jury and I think a lot of the people on the jury hate the other people because it seems like everyone else has been like Jesse just like stabbing Cody in the back like I don't think Cody would vote for him now to win the million oh I I don't this is like this goes into a deeper conversation that I've been thinking about this whole season that I keep bringing up is that people on Survivor are like so desperate to make big moves that they're no longer loyal and I feel like that's what draws you in as a viewer like I don't actually want everybody to backstab their number ones every other episode like I don't need to see Carla and Cassidy feuding I want to see them working together till the end like I want to see them pull mm-hmm. a Parvati and Amanda and like be loyal to each other and say no I'm not going to vote for this girl like I like her and I feel like it's gone so I I don't know maybe and maybe they all maybe they're all just in this mindset of like let whatever backstabbing move you can do like gets you on top but I Mm -hmm. hate to see it like that's not I'm not into it I feel like to assert I really like it when they're really loyal to one person until they realize that they can't take them any further and they cut them like I really like that balance of like oh you went really far with this person but at the end like I love when they get rid of them like final four like right before the final three like they don't take them I don't know why I love the drama like I'm just like but I think drama at the very end the reason I think Cody will vote for Jesse is Jesse got really emotional in the episode and he made a comment like everyone's out here running around saying that this is like the best time of their life they're having so much fun like they already basically won because they get to have this experience and have fun and he like it's so emotional he's like I'm not here to have fun like I want to be home with my family like 
I want to win this game to like change our lives like with a million dollars and there's people here saying like oh it's all good and I feel like he was talking about Cody like Cody is like oh I'm just living like L-I-V-I-N like aloha and I feel like Jesse started to resent Cody and he's like he's gonna win this game and take this from me and he like Mm -hmm. I think just saw him as being someone like you're not gonna be mad if I vote you off like you're just gonna go live in Hawaii and like have your best life and you're just gonna be happy you made it this far and he just cut him and I realized that when they stood up because Cody looked so hurt like I felt yeah so sad like I feel like I just watched a puppy get kicked like and it was like awkward at first too like you could have heard a pin drop no it's literally like that little scene in Lion King where Simba's like dad dad like he's like Jesse (laughs) Jesse what are you doing it's so sad and but when he stood up and like Jesse tried to like hug him and Cody hesitated I was like ooh, and then Cody like hugs him hugs the whole squad he's like L-I-V-I-N aloha like literally leaves like it's like oh no worries Akuna Matata like and so I feel like yeah, at that point because I was like ending because at first I was like Jesse like you are a mean guy like that's so rude to do to him and then when Cody was like mm, you live and you learn moving on like yeah like, had he been Jesse ups- kind of like was crying, right I would have been yeah, yeah that's true and I never liked Cody like no offense to Cody because that was sad like to see him I was like uh like and they felt bad like they were like sorry like they did not mm-hmm. like after it happened it, it was sad but I don't know I just missed the I just feel like if I went on to Survivor and I was playing Survivor I would find my girl gang and then that would be we would be together till the end and if I went off they went off like you Mm -hmm. know what I mean like I would never vote for them because that that's like what worked for so many years it's like you find your person and you guys make it to the end and -hmm. then it's like final your final two or your final three yeah and like that's just not how they play anymore which is I mean it works I mean people still make it but it's interesting I think what I've learned is when you're the lead player and you are you have a big alliance they usually like don't know about each other so I feel like multiple people feel like they're your number two mm-hmm. like Cassidy could be like it's me and Jesse to the end or like Carla's like it's me and him or like they all think like oh this is like my duo and I feel like that happened with like Boston Rob and like even like Kim when she won one world like Kat literally was like I'm her girl and then she like got blindsided by them and she was like what I literally thought me and Kim were BFFs and it was like when you have that influential player who like everyone's gonna think that you're their best friend and they kind of need that to have the numbers but then yeah I do I do like when they have like the number one though and they like go to the end like I think Tyson and Tyson did that with one of his allies when he oh, won. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And blood his versus buddy. water. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't, my phone's dead, but, but they both thought, like, I'm going to win. Like, I'm leading the charge, and ultimately Tyson won. And I can see how that can be hard if you, like, make all your moves together. You can kind of get overshadowed by the bigger personality. Yeah, well, exactly Parvati and Amanda. I, yeah. I think that was Micronesia. 
same thing. Like they went all the way. They were the final two. And it was like, well, Amanda's like an incredible player, but she's not poverty. Like, yeah, you can't beat her. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. And so I'm going to be so interested. Next week is the finale. I cannot wait to see what happens. No, I'm freaking out. I wish the girls would stop fighting, but I'm freaking out. Do you think it's Owen next or Gabe? I'm really like, how are they not getting Gabler out? Like, well, I'm, they're so, if they had an ounce of sense, they would, they would go Jesse. Like if they had yeah. an ounce of sense, this group of clearly weaker players who have not made as big of moves, who have kind of coasted and kind of relied on interpersonal relationships the whole time. If they had half of a brain, they would be like, okay, we got out Cody. Now we have to get out the other half, but I don't think it'll happen. Like, yeah. Especially because Jesse was the one who put out Cody's name. It didn't even come from any of them. None of them were even so far ahead. He's like, I have to take out my own Alliance to win this game. And they're like, okay. Yeah. And Jesse's never won individual immunity. Crazy. I think it's been. So the only people who are left who have never won it are Jesse and Gabler. Did Gabler win individual? No, Gabler won. So Jesse's the only one left. Jesse's the only one. And which it's like, how have you made it so far without anyone ever catching you? Like, it's crazy. He just reminds me off every week. Yeah, I'm I'm rooting for him. I just love his story so much, and I love that he's like a dad, and like he's just here for his kids. It's so cute. No, I really like him too. So kind. For sure. I think he I think he'll win, but you never know. You never know. Okay, any other thoughts on this week's app? Um, I love the game that they played for their um reward challenge, the little hamster wheel. It reminds me of a so game fun. that we would play at camp. Obviously, would not cage kids into little round balls and but you know, it's the same <laughs> vibe of like the communication, the teamwork, like yeah, like the, the puzzle. <laughs> yeah literally the labyrinth puzzle that we do um so fun. but would you be the person in the little hamster ball or would you want to be the blindfolded person doing the puzzle mm, great question probably oof I think I'd have to be in the wheel yeah I'd want to be giving directions because the minute I like run I like stub my toe it's over. (laughs) Like, you know, like you can't see anything when you're blindfolded. Like those people were tripping. No, I'd rather just be wheeled around. What, what about you? What do you, what's, what do you think? Part of me wants to be in the little hamster wheel, but I get so motion sick. I feel like I would get so sick being thrown around. So I think I would just have to let my control freak side, like die down and just be (laughs) blindfolded and like listen to instruction really well. And just be fine with the outcome because I would get so sick being rolled around in there (laughs) that's so true that like it looked miserable like they looked miserable in there yeah okay we're gonna jump into our topic for the week so this week we're just gonna be talking about singleness versus married life and your 20s so obviously I am married and Jordan is single and we're the same age kind of 
really in very different points in our life, but we feel like it's, it would be kind of just like a cool topic to talk about because, you know, we all know people who got married like super young and we know people who like get married in their forties. So I think our twenties are, you know, such like a pivotal time. Like we talked about in our first episode, like you're changing so much, like you're finding your routines, you're finding your hobbies you're finding what you really like and you're finding your friends again like after coming out of like being in school and clubs and all this stuff with people and you're just like kind of establishing yourself as an adult so Mm -hmm. whether you're married or single you're gonna have very different experiences so do you want to start out Jordan by just talking about like how you feel like being single has been affecting your 20s or like if you ever feel like pressure to get married young especially because we like come from the same background of like growing up Christian and it's like everyone gets married at like 18 sometimes like and there can be like this pressure just like get married to the first person you meet and so I'd love to just hear like your thoughts and feelings about just singleness in your 20s yeah so you're right we came from similar background of like growing up in like youth groups and churches And so a lot of people that I know, like, I feel like the last year, last summer was like the year of weddings, like everybody was getting married. And I don't know, I feel like for me personally, like I never was someone who thought I would get married young. I never felt like that was in the cards for me. Like it wasn't something that I ever really thought about. Like, I don't know, I always felt secure in that'll happen when it happens, if it happens. And I don't know why I, I really, cause my parents were, got married very young, but I just never really felt like that was necessarily something that needed to happen. And um, I don't know, I've really enjoyed my twenties and finding out more about I guess, who I am and what I like and my career and delving into like my passions and what makes me, me. Um, There's like this quote that's, who knows who said it? I like read it the other day, but anonymous. it's like, (laughs) true. In your twenties, you're trying, it's the trying on of many lives. And I loved Mm -hmm. that quote because I feel like that's so true. And I feel like sometimes I have so many options and choices as like Mm -hmm. a, like young woman who like makes my own money and like could make my own way in the world. I feel very like little women when I'm saying that, but like, I think it's been, it's good for me, but also it's, it would be a lie to say that sometimes I'm not like, oh, the grass is greener you know sometimes I'm like well it sure would be nice to like have someone that like knows about cars around or like have two incomes or you know like they're that I definitely feel that too so I think it's just learning I think your 20s that's why I like that quote so much because it, it is a trying on of many lives and trying on of of you because you're finally shedding your childhood and it's like time to to live your own life but I don't think that you have to be single and like doing your own thing 
to try on many lives. Like, obviously you've had, you've tried on many lives too, because you went from being a single woman to a wife and then to a wife and mother. So I feel like same thing, like your twenties, no matter how you're venturing through your twenties, you are trying on all these different lives. Yeah. That makes me realize so much changes from 19 to 29 years old. Like you literally really go from being this kid to being a woman and like understanding your boundaries and just your autonomy and what you like and what you don't like and who you enjoy being around and who you don't like and being around and um you like learn how to stand up for yourself and you learn um just like practical things like you learn about the car things that you maybe don't have a partner (laughs) around who knows anything about cars or maybe you do have a partner but they still are like couldn't help yet and like you just have to adult and figure things out my um DECA teacher from high school there's like a little club I did it's like student government but like businessy but she replied to one of my friend's comments because she was like turning 26 and she replied and said when I met you and I was your teacher I was 27 and I was like you seemed so much like just together and like she owned a home like she was pregnant with her first child like and I know like I am about to have two children and like but like we don't own a house and like just like going into her house like when I go into my house I'm like this is like a 25 year old's house but like going into her house I'm like my mom could live here you know like it's just like a different like yeah like I shop at Ikea and they're like pottery barn or something I don't know we're like cosplaying adulthood like we're like trying our best no No, literally I'm like in the little sim starter home and yeah like I still I like you know but I realized that I think that the way just like our economy is and like our world is is so different than it was 10 years ago when she was 27 and maybe I'm totally like out of touch and I don't know what I'm talking about but from the outside it does just kind of feel like things are a little harder for 25 year olds nowadays than they were 10 years ago like I feel like the housing market is like crazy right now and um, it just feels like a little more unattainable to be as like adulty even if you're married Mm -hmm. or if you're single and I can understand like being single and you're like how am I gonna buy a home like in this housing market like versus like if you were to have a spouse who like makes the same amount of you as you like that's double the income and you're like oh okay like especially if you don't have kids and you're just like let's you know buy this house and um I don't know exactly but well no I think you're right and I think also like with the pandemic happening to us like right at the beginning of our real adulthood like Mm -hmm. that was I mean it obviously defined all of our lives because it honestly took years and I I I mean full transparency I I was like this would be the time to have a partner and a family because like I'm not doing much like I'm really teaching these kids on a computer and like I feel like not nothing's going on like in my life for you know over a year and so I feel like that too I'm almost like wait I blinked and I'm 25 like I I feel like I'm still 22 and I am not 
I like we've we're hitting the mid-20s. I really think that a lot of people kind of hit pause two years ago. And mm-hmm. I really feel the same way where I'm like, I'm still 22 or 23, however old I was when the pandemic happened. That like it felt like we're just now kind of starting to like pick back up the pieces and like kind of back to standing up and walking and it really did just kind of feel like life paused for so long and like it physically did like we didn't leave our houses people like left their jobs they were fired from their jobs people moved home like there was a lot of regression in that time or a lot of just standing still and I think we're just now starting to like stand up again and move forward but if I would have been single, like Nick and I had been married a year at that point, but if I would have been single, like I would have moved home to like New Mexico and like lived with my parents and just, I probably would still be there. Like, I'm just like that where I am kind of like, I need like security and comfort when there's really hard times going on. And I like kind of looked at Nick even when it was happening and I'm like, should we move like to Albuquerque and live with my parents? And he was like, no. And like, I needed that other person to like bring me back to reality and be like, this is not the apocalypse. Like the world is not ending. You will see your family again. Like it's just, Mm -hmm. there's a virus, you know? And so I definitely see how like being married in that time helped kind of keep me stable because I would have just like spiraled and been like, I need this. These are the last days I need to spend it with people I love. And <laughs> now being like oh. outside of it, it's like clearly every it's okay. Like I made yeah, it through. that like early pandemic panic when we were like, really, what is going on? Yeah. <laughs> are, are we going to be okay? Yeah. Like, is this the year 3000 movie or something like I don't know this is contagion but and I I and I think that that time like changed how we all work socially too because I feel like I don't know when I think about dating now I'm like I do feel like people are almost like more authentic because mm-hmm. we like really spent like I feel like I am because I spent a lot of time with myself like I feel like I really went from being at, in college where it's like you're really like putting on a show all the time like you're with so many people it's such a like you're socially maxed out to like mm-hmm. two years of like really only seeing like my closest friends and family and so I feel like it has caused people to become more authentic and more in tune with themselves but then on the flip like I still I don't know if I'll ever go back to the level of like being comfortable in large groups and like you know like going to the like bar or clubs like I'm just now to the point where I'm like doing that again and I'm like wow like will I ever do this again and feel as comfortable as I did prior you know Mm -hmm. I feel like it's changed it's literally changed like the way my brain works Mm -hmm. Yeah, I wanted to ask you, like, how is the dating scene in your 20s? Because, like, I literally met Nick when I was 19. So I have, maybe I was 20. No, maybe I was 19. I don't know. I was either 19 or 20. But, like, like do you do do the dating apps? Do you just, like, want to meet someone at a grocery store? Are you just, like, not even actively trying to meet someone? You're just, like, living your best life and whoever like else is aligning with you you like you know are you like hoping for a meet mm-hmm. cute or are you just like living your life and not thinking about it I feel like 
I'm, I'm at a stage where I'm living my life, not thinking about it because I, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm more focused on other things, but I'm also not like actively against it. And I'm not somebody who was, who has ever been on the apps, but I know so many people who have had like so much success, met their husbands. Like I've been to weddings, like two weddings where they met on like Hinge or Tinder. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm like, Tinder, that's like impressive to my, meet your spouse on Tinder. Um, found a golden one. I'm like, shout out Alyssa. Like, um, so I know people have like great success there. So I'm like, maybe like if I got a little older, I would want to do the apps or something. But for now, I feel like either it's really going to fall into my lap or it's not, but I'm not in a place where I'm like actively wanting to seek dating. I'm like, maybe in the summer when I have more time. I, one, can't even imagine dating someone right now. Like I, that would be just, I mean, obviously I'm married, so I shouldn't date people or be thinking about dating people. But like, even if, like, I can't even picture being in the mindset of like going on a first date and like trying to get to know someone like, and just having that pressure or but in the moment when you're saying like it's so fun like it is Mm -hmm. fun to like get to know someone new but I think after being married for literally three years so such a short amount of time but like you just are so comfortable with someone and like now that I'm like on the other side of that like I'm used to being comfortable with someone and it is like so jarring to think about like even people whose spouses die or they get divorced like 20 years into marriage, like getting back out there and going on a date, like I can't even imagine doing that after three years. Like if something were to happen to Nick and I was single and that would be like so intimidating and scary. Like I really don't think I would meet anybody. Like I think I would be someone who just was like raises my kids and is single for like 18 years. And then like I'm going to be like 50 and be like, okay, like, let's find a partner. But that just is crazy. But at the same time, like, there is so much fun in like being single and getting to like go out on dates and like, just having like the world open and like, just that excitement of like getting to know someone new and getting to connect with them. And it kind of is like that, what we were saying, like, it's another life that you get to live. Like, Mm-hmm. you know each person you date like you get to have these new experiences with them and you're trying to figure out if like they're your person and you know in your 20s you might date multiple different people and that's like multiple different lives because with each relationship there's like new little inside jokes or there's new like ways that you do things or you cook things together and when that relationship ends or if that like talking period with someone ends and you just like never date them then again, you're like kind of starting over with a new person and having that like new life within just being in your 20s. And I feel like for me, I genuinely like, am like, this is, and I've never felt this way, but like lately I've seen like how I'm like, oh, this is why people wait until they're like 35 to get married and have kids. Because once you do get married and have kids, like that's kind of, it like that's your your just whole life is so different like I can't just move to a new state if like I want to get a job and like go move there like I would like Nick would also have to get a job or like then we'd have to like find a new house and like which I guess you do even if you're single but like there's just so many more like moving parts like things aren't as like spontaneous and like 
just pick up and go like even if mm-hmm. Nick and I want to like go see a movie I have to like find a babysitter and like versus being like married without kids it's just so many different phases in your life and like as you continue to like go down that path of like getting married having kids like your kids are growing up because it's like you know we did more with Paxton as a baby and now that he's like a toddler and like runs around and likes to collect his little sticks and rocks and it's like okay we can't just like bring him everywhere and like a little carrier like we did when he was a baby so it's like as you go down these steps of like committing yourself to like more roles I guess like and being like less and less independent you're kind of like more locked in you're like this is like your personality now and you kind of have to rely on like finding hobbies or like different things outside of motherhood or being married to like grow yourself and not just get stuck in the mundane I guess yeah and I think that our generation is like very scared of like losing losing ourselves to like roles which I've I find so interesting because I don't know like because like our generation is getting married so late we're having kids so late like if we have kids like if we get married like things are changing um so much in like the times that things are happening and so I feel like this time before I get married I'm like trying to put a lot of focus on like who am I but also like not falling into that trap of being like oh my gosh like I'm going to lose myself because like I know who I am like I feel like I've I have a strong sense of self and I don't I think that it's kind of a lie that when you become a wife and you become a mother you like lose parts of yourself like because Mm -hmm. I I mean I think that like you said things change for you like your life changes if you're like a good wife and mother like it should like yeah you should change your lifestyle a little bit if you care about the people that you've committed to but I don't I don't know I think that watching like you get married and just so many of my friends get married in the last like five years I'm like you're like still the same person like you you have like a man in your home or like and like you know a baby but like really I don't know I think we it's a just like a misconception I guess that you just have to like give up so many parts of yourself or like you change and lose things that are fundamental to you because I think like Mm -hmm. the things that are most fundamental to you if you know who you are those like always stay so yeah I feel like that's given me like some peace too because I used to be like really afraid of commitment and really like Mm -hmm. well I'll never get married like I'm not into that but I think like having friends that are married has really helped me be like no like if it's meant to be like it's meant to be and it's okay like I don't have to be Mm -hmm. like ugh, marriage you know like that's like kind of ridiculous that's good to hear that like from the outside it looks like you know people are still the same because I think when you when I feel like when I did get married I didn't feel any different than when I was married or wasn't married like I still liked all the same things, but I feel like really like becoming a mom, like 
really shook me up where I was like, I just feel so different. Like, you know, your mood is just different. Like all of your time is not your own anymore. Like, and now that Paxton's a little bit older, like I can, maybe I'm just too much of a control freak too. Like I could have more time, but I like don't release any of my time. I'm like, no, no, no. I have to take care of him. I can't go anywhere without him. I have to be with him. Like he needs me. And now I'm kind of like, no, it's other people can take care of him. It's okay. Um, no one's going to like drop him on his head and like hurt him. Like they're responsible people. They're good, you know? Um, and like kind of letting that mom anxiety die out and trying to be like, okay, I can go do these things like by myself and kind of regain that independence. And, you know, even like hanging out with girlfriends and, like Nick does his own thing and I do my own thing with like my friends and he like plays video games or he hangs out with guy friends. And I think that's so good to like remember to keep and do when you're married in your twenties, because you can feel like everything's kind of passing you by. And like, I don't want to wake up when I'm 40 and like have no identity outside of just like being a wife and a mom. Like I want to obviously that's like the most important thing in my life. And like, that will always be like my priority. But I think when I like care for myself and remember to do things that I'm interested in too, and like, I have to fight for that more than when I was single. I think that that will just like make me a better wife and mom. And so I have to remember like intentionally to do those things. And I have to remember, like, I'm still me. Like, these roles in my life aren't just like my whole personality now. Like I owe it to myself and I owe it to the people I love to like still be me and like still care for myself in that way and not just like completely be absorbed in like the mundane tasks that I have to do constantly. Like I can still find fun and spontaneity in that, even though like I can't just like pick up and leave or do things that I used to do when I was single like I still need to keep those but it's really hard to carve that time out and remember to do those things but yeah I think that makes a lot of sense but I don't know I think it's obviously has to be worth it like to just remember who you are and and even like in dating, like just remembering who you are, like, what do you want? What do you, and I think like also holding everything kind of loosely in our twenties, like obviously like, not like your marriage, no, like there are things that like are like a hard, <laughs> a hard hold, but like, yeah. I don't know, like we are just kind of talking about like, there's just so much that happens to you. So many things that there's so many people that I've met in my twenties, like so many stages of life like I was in my I was in college at the beginning of my 20s like who like now in the middle of my 20s like I'm in my career like lived through a pandemic who knows where Mm -hmm. we're going to be like at the end of our 20s um and so I think just holding on to our who we know we are in all of it Mm -hmm. is truly all we can do and then also we always come back to this on this podcast but our friends like nobody is more grounding and like holds you to who you are than your friends in marriage and mm-hmm. singleness, like your girlfriends, I feel like are so invaluable in all stages of life, but like particularly in your twenties. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, it's, it can be really easy to just forget about friendships when you're not single. I feel like when I was single, it was like, that was my main source of like, just like comfort and security. Like if I was having a bad day, I would call a friend or like text a friend. And I was just so much more like open with my friends. And now that I'm married, like I just go to Nick with everything. Mm -hmm. and I've had to kind of remind myself to like still lean on my friends and like if a friend asks me like how am I doing to like really tell them instead of just like saving all those feelings for Nick because like as much as Nick loves to just hear all my emotions and my (laughs) you know like men especially Nick like he's just not wired that way like the way I need just like comfort from a girl sometimes like a girly friend Mm -hmm. like to just be like Oh, like they were so rude like wasn't that just like the worst thing and Nick's just like oh yeah sure they didn't mean it like moves on and like I'm like yeah. no I need like someone to rant with me like and just like someone who gets it on a different yeah. level because and so it, I have to like remind myself to lean on friendships too and not just have my only friend be Nick and just like kind of isolate myself because it would be so easy for me just to like stay in my house all day and like take your facts in have lunch with Nick have dinner with Nick have breakfast with Nick like hang out with Nick all weekend and it's really hard for me to remember to like step outside of those routines and be like no I need to like text a friend I need to like be honest with when a friend asks me about this I need to like make plans to go visit a friend like just for fun like just like how I would when I was 18 like Nick can hang out with like Nick is Paxton's dad just as much as I'm his mom like you know we share that role equally of being his parent like you know Nick's gotten to go on climbing trips with friends or gotten to go on different things with friends like I deserve to take that time too and like you know, just be like, hey, I'm gonna go do this on Friday night, like, and instead of just being like, well, Nick, come with me, and we'll have to get a babysitter, I could be like, hey, let me ask a girly friend, like, if she wants to go see a movie, and, like, go to town together, instead of just making all of my social connections with, like, based around Nick, like, I can go do Mm -hmm. stuff with my friends, and it's just so much harder to remember to do that when you're married, and have a baby maybe that's just me maybe other people have it figured out but I'm just like no I have a personality universal (laughs) yeah I think that's universal advice for sure and as someone who is single I feel like there's a lot of value in having friends who are also single you know like same situation I think that's always fun and like helpful but also in having friends who are married because like I feel like you can speak a lot of like truth over relationship things because you did find your person and like went through like dated to the point of marriage like and we have other friends like that too who like met their um their partner early and then like dated them and now are like in happy marriages and I feel like you know your single friends can hype you up all they want but like until you really like made the commitment gone into a marriage like there's only so much advice that like single people can give to other single people so I think having friends that are married 
obviously like they're your friends, maybe you met them before they were married or after or whatever, but having friends that are married, like there's a level of like truth and knowledge that you have that like, I don't have, you know, like you're, you'll always be like, I'll always have like wisdom to get from you. I feel like in that area. I feel like that's so true that I like didn't have any friends. I mean, I had like one or two friends who had been married for like a year or a couple months before I was married, but there was really no one in my life who was married while I was dating Nick, like unless they were like five, six years older than me and like a mentor in my life. Like I didn't ever have a peer who was married while I was like dating, like not even just Nick. Cause I feel like when I met Nick, I was like, this is my person. But like when I was trying to figure out things, like I really didn't have someone who is my age, who you know, when I was having guy troubles, they were just like, you, yeah. they were on the other side and could clearly see like, that is not someone you want to commit your life to. Like, and I f- feel like that is just like, so helpful to have a friend who is just like hindsight's twenty twenty. Like they have been through hard days and they are so happy that they chose the person they're married to. And they just want that for everybody. And they can just clearly say like, that is a what up boy like you don't need to deal with that like that is so Mm -hmm. you know but yeah Yeah, like that I know people I know people that didn't settle you know so I know what it looks like when you don't settle and you Mm -hmm. really are in the right relationship for you and so yeah I feel like lucky that, that I have friends that are married um, but like we said, like, I feel like on both sides, it can be like, oh, the grass is greener. Cause there are, I mean, there are always going to be pros and cons to either side. And I think that like marriage isn't guaranteed and we have to just find peace with where we're at, but mm-hmm. it's fun to all. I think that's part of what's so fun about being in our twenties is like, we're really all just like figuring it out in whatever way our life leads us and like it's it's fun it's fun to watch your friends and watch the people that you know and love figure out young adulthood and Mm -hmm. we're all just like moving in the direction that we want to be moving so yeah I think it's important to recognize like whether you're single or you're married like you're still a whole person and like mm-hmm. you do still have that identity of just like being who you are and you have milestones that are worth celebrating like getting a job promotion is just as much mm-hmm. worth celebrating as like a baby shower and I even feel like we need to do better at like celebrating the milestones in our single friends lives like I feel like so much attention and effort goes to like baby showers and wedding showers and weddings and I feel like we need to like make a bigger deal out of people when they are single and like getting job promotions or like their birthday or buying a house or like finding a new house to like rent or an apartment, you know, like making a bigger deal out of those big milestones because there's things outside of just like marriage and having kids that are worth celebrating. Yeah, I feel like we need to live all of us more in the like the kindergarten mentality of like we celebrate everything like 
Yeah. If that kid like can jump rope twice in a row, we're cheering, you know, like, like oh, if that my. kid can sound out a three letter word, we're screaming. Like we really, and I feel like that's the way we should live our lives. Like with the people that we love and care about, like every little thing that we do in life that we want to do, like we should be cheering everyone on because life is really hard and it's really hard in your twenties. Like you're trying to figure it out, whether you're married or single, like the same challenges arise. I mean, we're both young women, like figuring out what we want, who we are, what is the next few years going to look like. And so I feel like we just need to celebrate it all, celebrate every good thing that happens in everyone's life and recognize that like, just because something good is happening in someone else's life, and that's something that maybe you want, like, you know, maybe your friend is getting married or, and you're like, oh, well, like, I want to be married. Like I'm out here on freaking hinge and it's, it's like, it's dark or like vice versa. It's like, oh, I wish I could go to Las Vegas, like on a whim or whatever. And like, I can't, Mm -hmm. it's, it's the comparison game that we get Mm -hmm. so sucked into. And of course, like social media and all that doesn't help us with that. But I feel like competitiveness and comparison is like the root of so much strife within female friendships. Like, and I feel like being, making yourself genuinely happy for people is like an art and a practice. And I mean, go into an elementary school classroom. Like that's, that's where you learn to like cheer people on, like for the littlest, tiniest little things, you know? literally have a chart of who lost what tooth like literally no, yeah. displayed who like lost put a it tooth. in the calendar they're literally cheering they're like oh my, oh, you my. lost three. Oh my put the check mark literally last year when we had the first tooth lost like during the school day I mean it was like she won a Grammy like they literally like they were screaming they were begging to hold it like the tooth it was <laughs> like, no 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 they're like please why did they bring it to school when she lost it during class oh my gosh that's what during class yeah so that's like you're cool because you go to the nurse and you get the little tooth necklace like and the nurse puts the tooth in the necklace for the fairy like it is big tea and I'm telling you they celebrate that kid like they have you know won it all they just won the world cup gets their tooth full out literally like a biologically normal thing like it has to happen like their teeth must come out you did nothing to deserve it nothing to earn it this free gift of losing a tooth like you you are the king that's how we should be celebrating each other like we should not have to to strive for our friends to support us like we should just support our friends for the accomplishes that they make you know that's how we should be living Wherever you're at, whether you're single, whether you're married, just cheer for your people. Like they're a little five-year-old who just lost their first tooth. Amen. Okay, y'all. Thanks for tuning in this week. Again, um, if you haven't gotten a chance to rate and review the podcast, make sure to do that because it just helps more friends join our snack circle and hang out with us. Um, And thanks so much for listening. Bye.